it gives me absolutely amount the amount of pleasure this gives me is amazing um <laughs> to welcome max cavalera to my podcast um welcome max how are you man good i'm to be here I, I thank you thank you so much i um i'm good i'm good like i said just before i hit record massive fan um i've i've followed soulfly for since the start i'm gonna be perfectly honest with you i um i was i was fortunate enough to be at your first london show um with limp biscuit and cold as your support um right. yeah and and i even have like i just my wife said you've got to show him but i've even got the merch i bought from the show still oh wow those pants yeah yeah, yeah the cargo <laughs> shorts uh, and yeah. they still fit which is amazing um, <laughs> um and i got that signed by cold as well at the same show uh, yeah those 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 pants are living proof of soulfly's new metal era oh totally totally I, I was i was all about the new metal that was my that was my thing um yeah. it still is now to be perfectly honest with you i still go back and dabble and i find new bands that are doing this sort of thing now which is great um yeah. but yeah no that was to it's totally my area it hit me uh well that that hit me around about when i was 18 so you know it was still i was still getting my favorite music into me all that kind of stuff um and seeing you at the astoria with uh i think you had logan matter on guitar um and it was, I, I can't remember the rest it was roy McGuire on, on drums i believe um but obviously limp biscuit as well at that point with three dollar bill uh and cold you know and that just like absolutely fantastic lineup um was it, uh, was it uh, did fred came up and did the uh, blue with us yes okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um no it was really good because i mean that album you had going back before we talk about your new album um <laughs> you obviously you had you had uh fred on that album you had chino um you have uh grady benji, benji as well yep yep benji from uh Dread and dub war, dub war. Uh, and uh yeah no just i mean fantastic debut album uh totally like it did fall into that kind of, i know you guys never really sort of I guess saw yourself as a new metal band, but it really kind of hit that heavier side of that genre, um, which was welcomed at the time because uh, a lot of it was going um, sort of. I don't like the word mainstream. It was it was becoming more uh, consumable. I guess is yeah yeah. I mean, we, I enjoy it, man. I, I it's like I, I what I like about my career is I got to experience so many phases of metal you know yeah. so not many people can can say that or do that you know i started with a lot of obscure black metal with early sepultura and then hugely moving to more death metal thrash metal territory yeah. and then groove came in with chaos ad and then roots of course became with like listen to the corn and deftones and by the time I made for a Soulfly record, we were immersed. I was immersed on the simplicity and hooks of some of the some of the new metal way of of making riffs, which yeah. is even today I feel very. It's very primal, you know. It's very um, very raw, you know. Especially when you have songs like "Eye for an Eye," it's pretty much pretty much two or three chords on the whole song yeah but it's so strong and it's so uh primal and and 
really, really, uh, yeah, very, very raw, you know, and it hits you hard. And the guests on those records, especially the first two, you know, we having everybody that you mentioned on Soulfly One and on Primitive, we went off the hook with Sean Lennon, Tom Mariah, Corey Taylor. Uh, we had Chino again. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was it was incredible, incredible time. Um, I just I'm just kind of a musician, being lucky enough to experience all these phases of metal. It's great. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely amazing. I was going to ask like how how that has like sort of shaped your music because obviously, I remember Nail Bomb, I remember Sepultura, I remember right. that Chaos AD, I remember uh, Roots, I remember when you brought that sort of tribal sound into a raw sort of thrash death metal sound. Um, and you followed that into Soulfly as well. Um, a lot of the stuff on that first album keeps going through, actually, most of your own. You've got that kind of like primitive rawness that, that, that you were talking about there, where it's just very sort of like um, tribalistic drums, um, very sort of simple riffs, but heavy, big riffs that sort of the driving riffs, if you will. Um, like with a lot of like tribal and that sort of music, it's very driven. It's just sort of like constant constant you know um and that's what i loved about it because it was a different it was different from what i was listening to primarily which was you know corn deftones um limp biscuit all those bands of that era um and then you did that track with deftones as well you did um head up which obviously soulfly came out of um (laughs) um, your words in it but um i was just you know just like following you throughout the years and 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 just watching you like with Cavalera Conspiracy, with um I had your actually I had your son on the show last year, Go Ahead and Die, um, Amadeus. Um, and and just like listening to stuff like that that you've worked on. And you've been part, like I say, you've been part of this whole not just one movement, but multiple movements of Marvel. That's that's what I'm most proud of it. I think it's like you I got to experience just different movements phases of metal um and then to me uh yeah in a weird way totem to me feels very much like a celebration of all those movements in one record Hmm. even even though it's less tribal than let's say primitive yeah um but it's there if you listen especially if you listen to in headphones there's many, many songs where the percussion is buried underneath the massive sound. It's because it's, it's, it's a massive sounding record. Uh, it has an old school feeling. It was done on purpose, the yeah. production with Arthur and the way the songs were created. But it was, was we did percussion on it and it's in there. And the grooves are in there. I think especially the song Totem has a heavy... I was like, I think the opening riff is pretty much from the new metal era of riffs. Uh, I think that's uh, what I was trying to do was maybe a celebration of all my eras in one record. And that's quite difficult to do it. Yeah. And end up felt a little bit more like an old school type record. But the original idea was a celebration of my all my career in one record and it's going to be Soulfly's 12th record and let's try to put on and and, and I think I, I like to look at this record as side A and side B like a vinyl uh, 
kind of uh, looking at it as a vinyl fan. Yeah. So side A is very energetic to me. It's one of the most powerful side A's I ever done in my whole career, including Sepultura. And then side B is much more adventurous and much more uh, kind of like there's songs like Soul Flight 12 that's very, I'm, I'm drawing inspiration by gothic stuff like Cure, Sisters of Mercy, yeah. which were big influence even in the Sepultura days. I love Sisters of Mercy, um, the Mission UK, you know, and, and then you have Spirit Animal, which is like a 10 minute song like almost like soulfly meets neurosis or or, yeah. or something you know no, uh, yeah. definitely like a journey in a song a whole journey into one song yeah definitely. Um, so yeah so totem totem is pretty it's ambitious in his own way you know like uh, it's an ambitious project in his own way but i think it's uh, yeah I, I i fell in love with, with the way this record was made um very warm feeling stores, the nostalgic of some of the songwritings of the the, the fast songs and the uh, experimental stuff on side B was also really fun to make. Um, so overall, um, no regrets, man. You know, I just love, I, in fact, I'm blown away that I'm alive and I'm still enjoying <laughs> playing music. You know, that's like, mind-blowing at my age most people lose interest by then it's like done i'm done with this you know but uh not me i'm i'm still very much in love with and passionate about metal no that's amazing i mean like i, I mean you can tell throughout because you keep doing things as well so it's not like you've stopped if that makes right. sense it, it's one of I those mean, it's, been, it's been four years since ritual which is a yeah. long probably one of the soulfly's longest gaps yeah but but I did Killer BQ and Go Ahead and Die in the meantime. You know? Yeah, I was going to say, you've done that as well. And obviously, we had the whole world shut down for two years as well. So Yeah, yeah all, of that, all of that culminated into this four-year period. But yeah. I think that's a good thing to have these four years between records. And of course, we have, you know, uh, band changing. You know, we had Mark Rizzo. Yeah. We let him go and I had an opportunity to play with Dino from Fear Factory. and. Yeah and uh, using the guys from Eternal Champion on the solos. Uh, yeah, man, I think uh, I love the stuff I do. I love Killer BQ. I love Go Ahead and Die. I really, really enjoy those projects. And, uh, they, you know, it takes time to make those records. And maybe that's why it took four years for, for Totem to come out. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a solid record. I've been quite fortunate to have it sent to me by uh, the powers that be at the record label. Um, and and I was going to say, Spirit Animal is a... I, I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, it was it was like amazing. I was listening to it, and I just lost myself in that in that track. And like you said, it was like kind of a soul like neurosis, if you will. Um, and I'm a fan of neurosis. I love Through Silver and Blood and... Um, Try remember some of their other album names, but I've got them on vinyl. So I've got these turntables behind me. I would have got them out otherwise. Um, but I've, you know, I love that kind of like that sound and this that that encaptured that whole thing. And you're right, the album like it is. It felt like two sides. Like you said, you had your A side, you had your B side, and it did feel like that because um, I really liked Ancestors as well on that on I say on the B side, if you will, because that's like track. Yeah, so. yeah, it, it was created like that, um, and I think it's. To me, 
that's what's interesting about about totem is yeah the the, the side a and I'm, I'm gonna make a little bit of a, a food analogy it's like english breakfast it's perfect the way it is <laughs> um you know you don't want anything you don't want nothing fancy no. you just want the the, the 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 eggs the beans the ham the toast and, and, and you're good you know don't try to put caviar don't fence it up no 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 you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna mess it up so side day of, of, of totem is nothing new there's nothing incredible adventures about it but it's good it's so good it's like powerful heavy grab you kind of stuff yes and, and then side b to me felt like okay now i get to let's explore some more and and uh, ancestors to me it was a great groove song it's got a big a big groove a good percussion part on it um uh, and and of course um like I, I talk a little bit about so flight 12 it almost became a song i almost i was trying to get somebody to sing on it and of course my first choice was robert smith but i don't know how how how, how, how much success i would I get on that <laughs> although i've seen his bass player with the, with the iron maiden shirt yeah which which gives me a little bit of hope it's at least it's metal you know <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you i mean you gotta ask you have to ask i mean i would love that. I, I, I ran out of, i ran out of time in the studio but the idea is planted and yeah. i think it's, there's something in there in yes. this gothic gothic uh metal connection there's definitely something to be explored in the future definitely. but but spirit animal that was just completely off the wall i mean i work on it piece by piece the intro is two minutes i did that on its own and then the the rest of the song kind of came in and i was just putting layers and layers and just keep amounting more and more and keep getting longer and longer and then i watched this psychologist talking about in order for a song to put you in a trance a lot of tribal people do that and i think that's why a lot of doom metal guys do 20 minute songs mm. is to get you in a fucking trance you gotta get possessed by the the, the music yeah. needs to be more than six minutes so i was like talking to arthur like i want to do more than six minutes let's keep going and end up being you know almost 10 minutes mm. and it was a challenge it was cool i think i embraced totally out of my comfort zone like i don't do long songs yeah. I don't even knew if I could do it. Like, let's just try. But I think the end result became one of those kind of fun things on the record that people are actually gonna, hopefully when they get to that point, to be something like, oh, wow, I didn't see this track coming on this record, you know? Uh, a bit of a surprise in the end of the record, you know? I mean, it certainly was, because like normally with, with um, kind of what I expect, when I saw it was 10 minutes long, I expect like, you know, the three minute track and then a bonus track maybe at the end <laughs> right yeah old school style if you will um but no this kept going and you're right it put like it put me in that zone it put me in that trance um so yeah. you set out to do something and it has worked on at least me so <laughs> that's, that's huge to hear um i was really uh intrigued by this notion you know um and and, and the older i get the more I kind of learned to listen to, 
I, I when I was young, I didn't have patience for long songs. Mm. I hated Starway to Heaven. Hated. I could have never listened to the whole thing. Every time I put it on, after one minute, I it, I skip the track. I like, let's go to Black Dog or something, yeah. you know. Uh, but now I appreciate, uh, definitely appreciate the what it takes to make a song like that. Yeah, it was a, a lot of thought process on a creation and formation, building of the song, and you got to build different. And there's a tempo signature, time signatures, and all this. Then the long outro with the dub music, yeah, the the different drums. It's it was fun. It was definitely a, a fun thing to to be part of it. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, I, I mean, anyone who's watching this, listening to, wait for the album to come out. That that track is amazing. Um, <laughs> it's not out till August fifth, isn't it? The album. Um, that's what I've got. Yeah, to anyway. a day after my birthday is my own birthday oh. present fantastic and are you guys you guys are coming over here right to england um are you... what we do in october i think that's like we're, we're we're leaving it open right now for october and november okay um i know we have a we have a festival in japan in august and a festival in australia in december but we don't have nothing booked for october november so i hope you'll be europe okay cool i haven't been in europe since 2019 so i'm long overdue Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, I'll be there uh, as soon as you guys announce that. Um, but no, I was going to ask you, what was it like having like, because obviously over this last book, you've, you've worked on a few albums, but you've also worked with your with your kids on, on music. So with this album, you've got, is it Zion is on drums? Yeah. And then you work with uh, uh, Eagle, obviously, your brother. Um, and and you've got Amadeus as well with the Go Ahead and Die, and he's got his own thing. And how how does like how does that feel having your family like kind of like still within this, this, this world that you've kind of traveled through, if you will. Um, and you're still very much part of, but now you've got your, your kids are coming through as well. And they're, I mean, they're very good musicians in their own right. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. How, how does that like feel? Cause I'm, I've got kids of mine. They're very young. And yeah, yeah. I'd love them to go into music if they wanted to, but it's just sort of like how, you know, you must be incredibly proud of them. I am, I am, and it's a, it's a bit like uh, it's a mix of of of, of empire and mafia. Uh, like once you get in, you can get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's this unwritten law. Uh, as far as they becoming heavy metal players, like you, you can't quit. Now you gotta stay. It's a family business. It's a cavalera thing. Yeah. You're in it. You are in it. Uh, but they were born on that, right? I mean, yeah. there's pictures of Igor and Zion sleeping on guitar cases with Tonayomi and, and Ozzy in the background playing. I have pictures of, of, of band guys holding Zion when he's two years old, Mike Patton and and uh, the Ramones, the whole Ramones band holding Zion and he's screaming bloody murder, save me from these animals, you know? Uh, <laughs> In, in, in fact, I told Gloria she should put those in a book. It would be an amazing yeah. picture book for fans to see it, you know. Um, they were born in this life. So what I told what I told Gloria, like whatever they do, I just want them to have joy in what they find when they do it, you know, because yeah. I find joy in metal. I, I found it. And as much as, as a heartbreak I got with Sepultura and and tragedies that come along the way. 
there's a lot of, of victories and there's a lot of triumphs, mm. you know? So it, it's, it's high and lows and you have to, but that's life, right? Yeah, that's, exactly. It's part of life. You got to deal with both. It can't, if it was all good, it'd be boring. Yeah. If it was all bad, it'd be terrible, but it's a bit of both. Um, you know, of course, if they wanted to become doctors or engineers, I, I would have, you know, support as well, but there's definitely a side of me in my heart that was like, yes, they're metal. They play metal. They play good. Yes. Good. <laughs> yeah. not, not, not just they play. They're actually good enough to, to that I can play with them. That I, you know, I, I, I can like if, if, if I'm at home and, and I'm bored, I can call Zion. Like, let's go to the gym pad and, and just make some noise. You know, I, and I've done that a couple of times. Sometimes I'm just completely like, in a bad mood and I want to better my mood I call him like let's go to the jam pad and I grab my guitar you sit on the drum and we'll just go we just yeah. go at it you know uh and we did that a lot of the writing of Totem was just me and him yeah so that's what makes this record a bit special to me is that connection I formed with Zion because he's very much into more classic metal like his favorite band is is Deftones okay and Gojira and Black Sabbath, you know, he, he loves Black Sabbath. And, and uh, you know, I, I like a lot of more obscure, extreme kind of stuff. So the combination of that was really cool. Like I'm pulling more for crazy extreme sound, but he's pulling more to a classic sound. So yeah. the combination of that was very cool. And he actually helped on the writing of the record as well with a lot of cool ideas. Uh, time signature ideas and I was like what are you talking about what do you mean you know he was like yeah we should do something on goes on a 5-4 instead of on a 4-4 four, four. and I was like hey, hold on now you're talking you're not speaking my language anymore like you have to explain to me what you want so then he showed me like a death like a death tone song or a Gojira song that had this and we, we did two, two parts of the record has different five seven five four yeah i'm signature that was really cool and i i, I like that he was you know forcing that out of me because that does it's not really my the normal stuff that i do but i was intrigued by it by yeah. the idea so i i ran with it you know so yeah i think uh I'm extremely proud as a dad that i get you to do that with my kid and I, I, i'm a deus on go ahead and die it was a absolute joy um making that record with him like going to the going to the desert watching all her movies with him doing barbecues with him and then you know creating a whole record with yeah. him in a, in a cabin in a desert it was an amazing experience you know i wanted to form that bond with my kids you know so yeah. i'm very very lucky with that no that's am it is amazing to see and i can't wait for a sort of cavalera family album of all of you yeah right that, that, <laughs> we already done a tour there was a tour called maximum cavalera yeah and it was a couple of years ago and it was it was insight and uh, lodi kong soul fly <clears throat> i think we can do that in the future as well and having uh, you know me and my brother and soul fly yeah. and and healing magic and insight and 
maybe by then the grandkids have their own bands. <laughs> yeah, why not? Cavalera Fest. There you go. Even the dogs, <laughs> even the dogs have their own bands. <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be amazing um i don't want to keep you too much more because i know i've already got a sh- very short time with you um but i've just got a couple of questions left if that's all right max of course cool um what i want to find out from you these are my sort of like standard ending questions if you will but um what i want to know is if, if you could pinpoint three p- pivotal albums that that, uh, that have shaped your musical career so not necessarily like the best album of a certain band but uh, like you heard this album at a certain time and it made you want to do you know made you want to be in metal made you want to make thrash metal made you want to make death metal or the one that made you want to sing play a guitar you know in general or even something more recent you've gone like wow what has this person done if you could if you can pinpoint to three <laughs> that would be great right so i think we have to start with queen life killers um that was the first show i saw it was yep. a, an amazing concert in sao paulo in a full uh, soccer stadium. And I went the next day and bought Queen Life Killers on cassette. And what an incredible experience. Um, they were an amazing band, amazing. Amazing musicians, visually stunning. Freddie Mercury had the crowd in the palm of his hands, like nobody else's business, you know. Uh, to witness that as a young kid, and I hated music before that. So that's okay. a huge, that's, that's like, that's how powerful Queen was. I went from, from a kid that hated music to a rock and roller the next day Amazing. because of Queen. So I had to, to pick, uh, I had to pick Queen. And then uh, I think I had to go with Sabotage, Black Sabbath. Out of all Black Sabbath records, that's probably my favorite one. And, and that's difficult because Black Sabbath has so many great records, um, you know, Master of Reality is great. Saba Bloody Saba is great. Yeah. Mob Rules and Heaven and Hell are great. Born Again is great. But Sabotage to me feels like it's a unique piece of music. Yeah. Everything is great. It's ambitious. It's I, I heard it being called the first prog metal album ever. Um, I think that's what a lot of people call it. They're by definition, Sabotage is the first real prog metal record ever made. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but I probably agree with that. I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and then I, I think uh, one of the, the coolest records I, I, I heard in a long time was Ride the Lightning. Yeah. Uh, and I, I cut my hair for it. It was, was kind of cool. My, my, my uncle was like, trying to get me to go narrow and straight and and I had long hair and I go, if you cut your hair, I'll buy you an imported record that you want, you know, and I had my eye on Ride the Lightning already, you know, shiny on the the store, right on the front of the store and yeah, I cut my hair and it's like, uh, it was a bus cut. I look like an army freak, you know, like, (laughs) but but I got my hands on it and still today, I think this is incredible incredible record uh ride yeah. the lightning it doesn't get any better than that i think for for as far as that kind of music that for the for, for the trash world that's i think that is the ultimate trash record yeah it's the one everyone pinpoints for that for that thrash side of things it's incredible it's an incredible yeah. powerful record imagery is great the yeah. lyrics are great the sounds are great and uh yeah and i cut my hair for it i don't regret so yeah for sure 
those three records are very nice. important in my career. I mean, Queen, Black Sabbath, I'm, I live in the world of those those bands and they they are, yeah, just absolutely, you know, I mean, that, those albums in particular are absolutely amazing. I love those albums. Um, and Metallica, obviously Metallica is Metallica, you know, <laughs> it's well. Yeah. Um, but finally, Max, um, what are your, what are your hobbies away from music? So when you're not creating all these sounds for all these bands and, and Soulfly and all that kind of stuff, what do you kind of do to get away from that if you need to? What is your, what is your thing? Right, I'm not much of a video game guy. Don't I play? I have an old school Donkey Kong. Cool. <laughs> that I play sometimes on an airplane. Uh, I like I like reading books, uh, especially biographies. Yeah. I read uh, Tonayomi's and uh, Al Jorgensen um, and Aussies and, uh, you know, uh, Chili Peppers, Anthony Kidd's yeah. biography was really good. I like those. You get in, you get in the mindset of the artist. And yeah. It's really cool to see how they created their life, you know. Yeah. Um, I watch a lot of movies, actually. I'm a kind of a big fan of, of of movies i like a lot of classic stuff from the 70s lawrence of arabia yeah dr zivago stuff it's even better now i think that, that it was back then I, I i was a kid when those was made but i i love those those big productions hollywood productions of mm. especially like dr zivago and and lawrence of arabia um of course, those, those are Dave Lean movies, and he was a master, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, I watch some of the newest stuff as well, like Netflix stuff, you know, Ozarks. And one of my favorite ones ever was Breaking Bad. Mm. I absolutely love Breaking Bad. I think it's like twisted story, you know, drug mat, teacher turned drug mat person to provide to his family it's like a, it's a great plot you know yeah uh, trying to watch stranger things now i'm a little bit in the middle of it right now um and then the other thing i really like to do is uh it, it it's walking hiking here in the desert yeah we have a lot of hiking areas and you go up in the mountains and you see the whole city and I do a lot of that. Like, keep put me in a solitude state of mind, like no people around, just me and nature. Mm. It was actually the inspiration for Totem was nature. Mm. It was a lot of nature. Uh, visiting places like Superstition Mountains and, and Sedona and Flagstaff. There's a lot of really cool stuff in America, in America and, and of course, all over the world, you know, Stonehenge and yeah. Iceland. There's a lot of beautiful magic nature stuff in the world that people sometimes are all everybody's on their phones sometimes they put a phone down and go see something cool like stonehenge yeah if i even if i lived in the uk that's what i would do i'll get in my car and i'll go drive to 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 stonehenge or to a castle or something see something cool something amazing you know um that's that's about it a, a little bit of painting i like painting Kind of like also it's a bit of a, of a hobby therapy. Cool. Uh, I paint this canvas that we kind of sell them on tours and fans mm. love to get it, you know. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, 
I have like a weird uh, collection of headphones. Okay. Kind of a, it's kind of a weird hobby I picked up a couple <laughs> years ago. Now my wall looks like the guitar center wall. You know, it's like <laughs> there's like 40 pairs of headphones on yeah. my wall. Uh, a lot of people that know me in my birthday, they always give me headphones and stuff. And uh, so it's cool. It's, it's, it's fun. People are collecting baseball cards and and uh, this different stuff, you know, games. And uh, I was like, I'm going to collect headphones. I don't know, like, how what, what good can come out of this, but it'll be a cool collection one day. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll, I'll, be, pass, it on, I'll pass it on to my kids. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That's uh. I, like I said, I'll be intrigued to see that. And um, just going back on your like autobiography, uh, like reading biography readings. Um, I've just finished Gary Newman's um, autobiography. Uh, it was really wow. good. I think you might enjoy it if you like the eighties kind of like goth sort of sound, like the gut that he kind of was a part of. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, it was really good. Um, I just finished that one, so it was a uh, yeah. I just thought I'd recommend. That's a good tip. That's a good yeah. tip. I might yeah. picked up on that. Um, well, Max, um, I'm going to let you go because I've kept you far too long. Um, <laughs> but thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Uh, good luck with the record. I hope to see you guys over here in Europe, um, hopefully later this year, if not next year. All right, year. my man. But you take, take it care, easy. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye.